ultimately the discussion of let's turn this into a business kind of came along and Carl and I were about the same age uh, Carl didn't plan for retirement and I didn't either so okay. this is retirement welcome back to tap that AZ I'm your host Eric Walters in this episode we're gonna travel over to Mesquite River Brewing in Scottsdale and hang out with Carl and Fred but before we get into that uh, have you guys heard of the AZ uh, the Arizona pure water brew challenge so this is pretty awesome. Basically what it is is uh, reclaimed, recycled uh, wastewater and 26 breweries across the state um, competed to see which brewery could make the, uh, the, the best beer out of this. So uh, pretty awesome thing that they're doing. I mean, Arizona, we're in a desert, so I think we're on limited resources here. So we got to be figuring out something to do. Um, about our water supply, <laughs> right? Um, I always, I always was. I'm like, where does this water come from? I don't, I don't know. I know now, but uh, when I moved out here, it was it was a mystery to me. So, uh, so either way, uh, water is not a limitless resource. So, what these guys are doing um, to purify this water is uh, is pretty amazing. So, a lot of the breweries even said that the water that they received uh, for this competition was the the cleanest water that they've ever worked with. So. Basically what happened was um, I reached out to them and said, hey, uh, to this organization that's that's running this thing and said, hey, I'd love to do a podcast episode with you guys um, about this. This is really awesome. So we've been trying to work out the, the logistics of it, trying to get things set up. But um, they reached out to me last week and said, hey, do you want to come be a guest judge for the competition? I was like, hell yeah. Like, why, how, how could I turn that down? Right. <laughs> so um, this past Saturday, traveled down to Tucson and um, I was a little nervous. I was like, you know, I'm going to taste 23 beers. Um, I don't know. You know, I need to find an Uber driver or somewhere to stay. Right. So uh, basically what happened, we got there and I was matched up with a um, certified uh, beer judge. Right, so I was a little nervous about that. I'm like, I don't want to be the deciding factor on this thing, right? These uh, these guys work their ass off to make these beers, and I'm some amateur coming in. But uh, so they matched me up with a certified beer judge, Ray. Ray was awesome. So um, I didn't try 23 beers. I got 26 breweries entered, but for some reason there was 23 beers. So I don't know if a few uh, didn't submit their um, their submissions, but uh, I had three. So we tasted three beers out of the 23 uh, for the competition. So. It was actually really cool because we chose the um, uh, the category that ended up in the and so we had to choose one of the three that we thought were the best from that category. It was the like the Czech style, um, so we chose a Pilsner. It was a really really good Pilsner. And uh, come to find out, the winners were just announced uh, this evening. Uh, this is Sunday, so by the time you're listening to it, it'll be Monday or whenever you listen to it. But uh, um, they w- announced the winner. And it was Dragoon. Dragoon won with their Clearwater Pilsner. This Pilsner was awesome. So I felt kind of cool that I was uh, the, you know, the judge, the guest judge um, to advance that beer in the, uh, in the judging. When it came down to best in show, when it came down to what really mattered, they really left it up to the uh, uh, certified judges. <laughs> but, uh, but it was pretty cool. So congratulations to Dragoon for winning that. And uh, congratulations to Arizona Wilderness for their AZ Pure Water Double IPA which got runner-up, which was fantastic as well. Um, that was actually the only one that I had at the actual brewery itself before this this competition, but um, or before the uh, the judging. But uh, congratulations to all the breweries that participated. Such a great cause. So uh, go check it out if you get a chance, azpurewaterbrew.org, and you'll see the Brew Challenge uh, link in there. But anyways, let's get into this episode. Uh, Mesquite River Brewing. 
Enjoy the show. All right, I'm at Mesquite River Brewing Company. We're on the southwest corner of Scottsdale Road and Thunderbird. Is that yes. right? Mm-hmm. Pretty accurate. Yep. And these days, you can just get on your phone and find it. Oh yeah, pretty no. easily. A lot of people find us by Google. <laughs> we're behind, yeah. we're behind the, the trees that you can't yeah. see. Behind the trees, we're hidden a little yeah. bit. Yeah, we'll look for the orange sign MRB. I yes. like that sign, by the way. Yeah, thanks. That's really cool. I like the the style and the logo. Um, but I'm with Fred and Carl, guys. Thanks for joining me. Yes, right, thank you. Yeah, this is this is pretty cool. So. Uh, where did we begin? Like, where did you guys say, we want to make beer? Um, well, I think Carl's kind of been wanting to do a brewery f- for forever. Okay. Um, uh, I wouldn't say forever. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe let me start drinking, out. Right? So that, we'll start, I'll start out, I guess, okay. because I'm the one that started brewing. I uh, lived in Portland, Oregon. Okay. Started my family there and everything. Uh, grew up in Eugene. And during the uh, 80s, early 90s, <clears throat> The craft beer boom in Portland was just phenomenal. And what these guys had to go through to get breweries going just was amazing. Yeah. You know, look back on it, read stories about Windmere, Bridgeport. All these guys had had to struggle and stuff to get their product out there and developed and stuff. And to me, it was like this revolution that just, I didn't even really grasp it at the time until I moved down here in 94. Okay. And started trying to find craft breweries yeah and where I lived they were so far away and I'm like Tempe had one I think there's one in Scottsdale and I just I'm like wow it's just too far to go to get a beer and everything and take my family over there and stuff so up in Portland I was you know a mile and a half down the road and I'm right. at the uh, McMinimums okay yeah and um, they you know fa- family friendly and stuff and all that so it's just is a great experience yeah get here no places carry bottles of craft beer. Not really until uh, Papago went in. Okay. Did he uh, uh, bring in a, a, just a huge variety? But there again, just a long ways to go to get some. And yeah. at that point, I was already homebrewing. Okay. So this was a late '90s, right? This was uh, mid '90s, '94. Okay. Okay. So my brother lived down here. He and I got together, talked about uh, doing this homebrewing thing. And I'm like, is that legal? <laughs> Moonshine, right? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. he goes, yeah, completely legal. You know, I got this book and everything, read through it. And so I read through uh, Charlie's book and everything. I'm like, okay, I kind of get this stuff. And so there's a homebrew shop over on 64th Street and Bell Road. Okay. And so we went there, they had a class and everything, but all they did was talk about it. No real demonstration. I'm like, okay, it, this makes sense with what the book's saying and stuff, but I'm still having a hard time grasping the whole thing. One day I'm driving down Cape Creek Road, where it's close to where I live, uh, okay. south of Bell Road, and I see this homebrew shop. Do a U-turn, pull in there, walk in the guy's shop, looking around. And the guy asked me, he says, so what's up? I says, well, my brother and I are looking at uh, getting into homebrewing. He goes, okay. He says, uh, what uh, ex- you know, knowledge do you have? I said, none, just read the, the book and everything. He said, but need to get a kit and everything. And he goes, tell you what, he says, before you buy a kit, says I want you to come here Saturday if you're available he says I'm doing a, a, a batch a intermediate batch because I want you to see that before you make a decision on you know what level you want to start out at right okay nice and so I'm like sure I'll, I'll come in so the gentleman's name is Paul Gunn and so I go in there real friendly guy and stuff it's like I think there's five of us there with his brew out stuff and I'm like oh I'm a visual learner. Yeah. Picked it up like that. I'm like, awesome. 
you had all this book knowledge, right? You had all the book knowledge. Yeah, but it, it just, it just doesn't it just doesn't register with me until I actually saw it visually being done. Uh, yeah, right. Okay. And yeah. so then it all just like flowed in. I was like, oh, this is very easy. Yeah. So right then and there, I told him, I says, I just want to go ahead and start doing the intermediate. I don't want to go out there and have a kit where I'm using somebody else's recipe. I like to cook. I like to mix things up and everything. So let me just, you know, do the extract, especially grains. He goes, so what do you want to do? I says, I want to do a porter. And so he, he got all the stuff together for a porter, first batch porter. Fantastic. Next batch, an English uh, IPA. Fabulous. And then from there, I just started doing all different uh, styles and nice. seeing what I would like to do or ones I like and ones I like to continue to do. But all along the way, I always had developed my own recipes. I would just take from different clones and say, I'll pull from there, pull from there. And, and this looks like this would go in here pretty well. And even sometimes over the years, I would be reading articles or something, you know, well, this hop won't blend well with this and stuff. I'm like, really? I'm going to give it a shot anyways. <laughs> Throw it in there just to see what it does. Yeah. Because that's part of the craft beer experience is taking that risk and challenge that if you make it like crap, he can find somebody that's going to drink free beer, oh, right? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so that's how it kind of started out for me. And then along the way, uh, Fred's my neighbor. He came up to me and, you know. So, so I'll so let I, him chime yeah. in on his part. <laughs> I couldn't have said that. Yeah. <laughs> what Carl just said, there's no way. Okay, yeah. Anyway, he just wanted a beer brew for a long time. Yeah. Anyway, so I moved here from the Bay Area in 2000, next door to Carl. Okay. Um, a couple of years, got to, got to know him. Um, was at my brother-in-law's up in Flagstaff. He had a, a brewing kit. He says, I'm not going to use this thing. I, you know, just take it. Yeah. So I took it home. I had a you know 12-pack of Moosehead in my refrigerator and, you know, it will sit there for three months <laughs> right <laughs> so I'm like let me try this and I knew Carl uh, did home brewing so I took the kit went over to Carl said what do I need you know what's missing out of this you know I'd like to do a, out of the moose head let's start with this in the in the garbage exactly. <laughs> moose head's not bad yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah it was okay yeah <laughs> um, there's better though yeah. uh, or there's other so so to Carl, what you know? What do I need? He gave me a shopping list. Went over to Chuck's. What ails you? Okay. Over, um, over on Bell and uh, what's 64th Street? Yeah. Avenue and uh, got all the ingredients. He helped me brew and then and, and right at that point, what I the, the beer I really liked was the um, was the Young's Double Chocolate Stout. Okay. So my first first batch ever brewed was a, a stout trying to you know clone the Youngs. That, the Youngs. Gotcha. It okay. actually came out pretty good. Nice. So after that, Fridays, um, Friday afternoons, typically we would pick a driveway, hang out, drink beer, scotch, tequila, whatever else nice. you have, <laughs> and just talk. Uh, neighbors, friends Cigars. would come over. Cigars. Yeah, yeah. Right. You oh, got to yeah. have that. Can't forget yeah. the stogies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, stogie and the stout in an hour to kill is you know, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Um, so we hung out. <clears throat> friends would come by, um, and ultimately we just, the discussion of let's turn this into a business kind of came along and yeah. Carl and I were about the same age uh, Carl didn't plan for retirement and I didn't either so okay this is retirement okay <laughs> this is the retirement plan nice okay so, that's, so, we, so we're on the same page as far as end goals and those kinds yeah. of things yeah gotcha do you guys brew are you the brewers well 
for now I am. Fred's, okay. Fred's still working at his job and everything. Gotcha, so, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So owner brewer. Yeah. Um, You're back there doing all the hard work. So, so I wouldn't call it hard work. <laughs> okay. I mean, it is work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I can imagine some guys coming in from, you know, maybe a desk job or something that doesn't have, you know, the understanding of what it takes to, you know, do this because it's. I used to be a commercial residential painter. Oh, okay. And yeah. in doing painting work, it's 90% prep and cleanup and 10% painting. Mm. So you're, you're spending a lot of time with brewing, you know, with cleaning and, you know, maintenance and just all various things where it's, you're wanting, oh, I just want to brew. I just want to get those malts out and get them mashed in and just smell that stuff cooking and blending those hops in. Yeah, it's it's not a glamorous business. I mean, it, it's it, it is hard work. Yeah, yeah. But to me, from my standpoint, when you're in that element, when you're working back there, it, it's it's challenging. It's mm. always because you're dealing with um, so many variables that can mess up your batch. Yeah. Well, tell them about the very first batch we did. I don't want to. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> that was just, it, it was, it well, was getting an into issue. the systems as well. Yeah, it, yeah. it is. Yeah. A brand That's why I've heard the challenge is going yeah. from homebrew <clears throat> equipment to this yeah. large commercial stuff. So here you have um, a setup where it's, it's brand new equipment and everything. You're thinking, okay, just plug and play. And, and we did a, a, a water run, test everything out. And it all seemed to work just fine. Everything worked great, got to the mash. And I'm like, oh, this is just awesome. Everything's just running fine. Move everything into the boil kettle. And that's where everything just went downhill for the first batch of beer. And what ended up happening in our uh, control panel, because we have an electric-powered uh, boil kettle. Okay. Or the whole system's electric power. And we're having breaker issues. They're just getting heated up too much, and so they're tripping. But I didn't know that. Oh, gotcha. And I'm like, it's boiling, but... You have to have a real vigorous boil to boil off, you know, a certain amount of liquid and, and okay. some compounds in there that you want to get out of. And I'm like, I'm looking at the sight glass and it's like, it's not going anywhere. Is there an issue with the stack? Is it not venting properly? I mean, we were just racking our brain. And then eventually I open up the panel, which you're not supposed to when it's charged, because that's a lot of juice in that panel. Okay. And then I see some breakers tripped. I'm like, crap. So reset them. So they, they wouldn't set. I'm like, what? couldn't figure out how to get this thing done. So we ended up probably a, a good two and a half hour boil. We yeah. had no idea. So it, it was essentially taking an IPA and we decided, well, let's make an amber out of it. <laughs> so you can still salvage it. Yeah. Still yeah. salvage it. Well, we move it over to the fermentation room. And so in my fermentation room, because we're, we were working on a very, very tight, limited budget on this thing. So in our fermentation room, what I have done is set it up to where I take cold air from my cold storage and I can control the temperature in the fermentation room okay. with that. Well, my cold storage uh, cooler froze up uh. and come in the next day and this room is like hot. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Call up the uh, refrigeration guy. He's like, oh, it sounds like your unit's frozen up. Just shut it off. I says, I can't shut it off. I got you know beer here that's fermenting i gotta have it cooled down yeah well it took them four days so typically at that high temperature of fermentation in the industry it would be very bad you'd be dumping that batch oh, of beer. gotcha okay so my thought was yeah 
let's just run it on down the line. I had a guy in here that I was talking with that had been a brewery owner and a brewer up in Walla Walla, Washington. And he's like, heck, we had a Hefeweizen that got up to 100 degrees. And we couldn't tell the difference between the normal brewed one and, and the one that was fermented at 100 degrees because they had the same kind of issue. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. He says, just run it on down the line, see how it works out. So all the way down the line, it had challenges. So I had various people come in, taste it. Do you think I should put this on tap or dump it? Tap it. And I said, all right. So Across the board, everyone said tap it? Yeah, I didn't yeah. have anyone say dump it. Yeah. So we went ahead and tapped it, sold it. I had people come in, oh, this is great. You know, this is great. And I'm like, <laughs> man, I wish people had said, no, no, this is, this is average, you know. Yeah. So yeah. We gotta, I'm like, okay, I can't duplicate that. Right. <laughs> so when I, what I ended up doing, because it was high in alcohol, I was like, well, that's kind of high alcohol amber. Then I decided for the Strong Beer Festival, I'm just going to do an Imperial Amber. Mm. And there's really no class for an Imperial Amber, but that's part of doing craft. It's like a black IPA. Yeah. You know, what kind of oxymoron, isn't it? To right. Pale ale, India yeah. pale ale, black. <laughs> yeah. So where's the pale ale part in there? <laughs> right. But, no, I think it's, it's just from that standpoint, the, the craft aspect of things. You know, these guys going out there taking that, challenge risk mm -hmm. and saying i'm going to throw that in there and see how that person behind the bar is going to react to it yeah and it just that style blew up i mean yeah you, know, you still was, make it is that the amber yeah the well amber. I, I created a recipe for it oh gotcha and, gotcha okay and, and there's Cause you couldn't replicate the yeah exactly the yeah you can't so shut just your not, stuff down yeah on purpose yeah. yeah and run it for <laughs> two three hours or however long yeah. it was because no, it got no. to a point where it's like okay i'm throwing the notes out i don't even you know i'm just yeah. so frustrated trying to that was a 14-hour brew day. Yeah. Which normally takes how long? Uh, I can get it. One, one batch I can get done in about uh, 10 hours. Okay. Up and everything. Gotcha. So this was significant. Sometimes longer, it'll take yeah. about 12 hours if I'm doing an extended cleaning and stuff. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and that beer is fantastic, by the way. Thanks. That Imperial Red. That was the first one. Or the Imperial, Imperial Amber. Amber. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. You don't see that. You know, you don't see right. Imperial Amber. So like you said, yeah. yeah. So it just creates too. Yeah. So you're... I'm creating something, maybe it'll catch on, maybe it won't. I have a lot of guests that just really enjoy that uh, beer. Yeah. Um, and there's there's also out there the demand for these high-gravity beers. Mm -hmm. People really yeah. like to drink the high-gravity beers. Yep. I don't. It's yeah. not my style. What's I, your style? What do you like? Mine would be this, like our stout, which is low in alcohol. Okay. So I can sit there. Like last night, I drank three of them. Okay. So, so I can put three of those down in an hour and a half and not walk out of here buzzed mm -hmm. same thing with the pale ales the pale ales are not um it's they're american pale ales they're not overly hopped i don't I, i'm not a big hop head like some people okay gotcha and so a lot of people some people have criticized that as oh that's you know a budweiser <laughs> course yeah which is fine i yeah. I, I you know you have to have thick skin to be in this industry, but you like what you like, right? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the first time I had like Dale's Pale Ale. I open yeah. up that can, I drink it, I'm like, whoa, because <laughs> I'm used to the Northwest beers uh, being yeah. kind of like that. Okay, and, and so when I had that, I'm like, wow, that's a different twist on a Pale Ale. That's more of an IPA to me. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, they're fantastic. Oh, beers. thank you. Yeah, Thanks. the first time I came here, actually, um, I came here on your opening day. Oh, did you? Yeah, kind of by an accident, too, okay. um, because I, I didn't even realize you guys were opening up. My father-in-law 
and I were going to go to uh, McFate. Okay. Because um, I used to live down this way, so we, we loved Fate. Well, I still call it Fate. Fate I'm yeah. getting used to McFate, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we were going to head down there. So for some reason, I was on Instagram, um, and I saw the, your guys' thing come up, mm -hmm. um, like as a suggested you know profile. I'm like, dude, this new place has opened up. Like, let's go check it out. Uh, my father-in-law said it was one of the top five hangovers, or hangovers he's ever had. He's like, but let's let's go, let's check it out. So, so we came in and we we each got one of these. Yeah. Um, and by the way, the flight holders are awesome. Like, these are actually cuts of wood. Right? Mesquite, mesquite yep. wood. Yeah, it's uh, a neighbor of ours that cut down a tree, and another neighbor of mine which uh, helped us out with a lot of the construction, uh, did the signs for us, the okay. blade sign out in front. Yeah. So he came up to me one day, he says, hey, I got a great idea for flight trays because we had ordered flight boards, but the glasses wouldn't fit in the flight boards. And we're like uh, kind of scrambling last minute. And he says, what do you think of this? He found it on Pinterest. Yeah. And I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, but you got to get your man skirt on for that. And right. so, <laughs> but it's like, that's great. So. He says, got these logs. I, I cut them up with the chainsaw, and then he took them down to his uh, woodshop class and planed them down, drilled the holes, and did those for us. And, yeah, so it's mesquite wood. So we got the mesquite river, mesquite wood. Nice. Yeah, I love it. Um, so I had drank two of these for <laughs> because he got a flight. He took a sip of one. He's like, I can't do this. I've never seen him do that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've been, I've been with my wife for, uh, for 10 years almost, eight years. Uh, and I've never seen him like turn down beers, even if he wasn't feeling it. He's like, yeah. I can't do it. So I had to drink two of these. Oh, nice. They were all so good. Yeah. Oh, thanks. But I, I loved, was this the stout you guys started off with, yes, the Bubbling we, Crew? Yes. Yeah. And it's been a phenomenal seller. It's so good. Thanks. That, I, that's what stood out. Normally for me, I am a, I, I do like uh, IPAs, I like mm -hmm. pale ales, but that was the one that stood out for me. Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. And what I like too um, about when I came in, you guys had all like family. Like I think I was talking to the girl mm -hmm. who was serving us and she came. Might have been your daughter from yeah, California. My youngest yeah, yeah, Sasha. So she was kind of explaining. I'm, I'm like, uh, this is awesome because it was pretty busy. Um, yeah. And she's like, yeah, this is all family coming out to, you know, help out my dad and, and you know, his buddy who's opened this place up. Yeah. So instantly, it kind of personified the the craft brew scene, mm -hmm. right? Just yeah. the family, community. Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. Family and community. Yep. Uh, we've had, we've been so blessed with so many people like my neighbor steve uh helping out with the construction and not asking anything from us hmm. uh the picnic table back there we spent hours in my backyard putting that thing together and and sanding it down i mean just nothing other i mean yeah here's some beer and stuff i mean just an yeah. awesome guy and having that you know community we're we're some people in our neighborhood are going, God, you guys are so lucky. You live on the best block. You guys sit out front, you're drinking, smoking, and, and people come up and you hang out together and stuff. And that's what we do. I have like a patio that I set up in the front of my house because I it just want to be part of the community, welcoming and, and interacting with people and stuff. Yeah. And it's just, it, it's a really neat feeling. I mean, I miss it because I'm here so much, but yeah. I'm getting it here mm -hmm. and meeting people and getting their stories and sharing my story with them. It's, it's connecting with that community is so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and also the, 
Steve, the guy that made these, his uh, brother owns a brewery in Tracy, California. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. and that, I mean, it's yeah. such a bizarre world. You got a neighbor <laughs> that his brother owns a brewery. Yeah. And here we have a brewery and stuff. We're all kind of connected. And this was the stuff. guy who made the the, the flight, flight trace. Flight yeah. trace. And Steve. the sign in the back. Yeah. Okay. And the blade sign that you I like that, that too. Yeah. 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 So um, now, what is uh, the barley implant? I said that's you. You guys are. Let him explain that. Yeah. <laughs> he came up with. <laughs> Craig right. comes up with. The, he came up with the name of the brewery, Mesquite River. That okay. was his. Uh, we, I mean, like so many breweries or, or people starting breweries, I'm sure everyone has a huge long list of names and stuff, and yeah. we were wanting something that would represent the region. Okay. But yeah. not saying you know, well, it's. A specific to a town or a spot or a street or something like that, but some more regional type of landscape, yeah. like landscape kind of, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And well, so I did a spreadsheet with about 35 names. Um, we were kind of gearing toward the muscle car theme. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where the the lettering from the MRB. That's what I think about. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, one day I just I got so my neighbor on the curl is on neighbor on my right, and then neighbor on my left has this huge mesquite tree with a little kind of creek thing through it like maybe that's where that came from but yeah i don't know i just came on came up with it called carl and he goes that's it that was your number one was that your number one pick oh when, once he told me he called me up and said i said oh hell yeah we let's get home let's you know uh do some google searching on this yeah. name and everything and see if there's even a mesquite river if there's anything named mesquite river let's let's get this thing nailed down because yeah. i think it's it's really solid it flows nicely C- couldn't find anything so now okay. do the barley implant. So oh, yeah, oh, this was, I think, wasn't this on like a brew day? You came up with that where oh, maybe, sitting out yeah. in the garage brewing and then yeah. you just. So the, the barley implant is a play on <clears throat> other implants. So <laughs> it's, it's your, basically it's your beer gut. Right? Oh, okay. So you get your barley implant one pint at a time. Yes. Nice. I, I thought this was like some sort of equipment. I've been looking around for like this, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no we're, we're in North Scottsdale yeah. here, so there's a lot of. A lot of plastic silicone up here. <laughs> yeah. so. Ours is all natural. It's, natural, it's, natural, yeah. it's yeah. all natural. Yeah. And it's a little more lowbrow. I mean, it's a little more lowbrow. Yeah. And it's more enjoyable to, to it's you a know. Story. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's more enjoyable yeah. to get that implant than any other implant. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 It's, it's a definitely process, but yeah. it's, it's natural. Yep. Yeah. Like yeah. And we could have contests. Barley implant contests. Ah, <laughs> man. Yeah. You could. You could. I've seen. Mm-hmm. I've seen some. Uh, I've seen some impressive implants in, in that <laughs> a, a, avenue, both avenues. Anyways, I think we're getting off track. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, there was. Uh, you, you guys were telling me one of the beers I drank was. Um, it was a. It's a collaboration, but it's not a collaboration, right? You well, tell me about that a little bit. The, fifteen eighty. Yeah. So there's a local radio station, independently owned. Um, there. They wanted to ha- the owner wanted to have an independently owned radio station separate from Wall Street, anybody telling them what to do. Okay. So he started the sports radio station, uh, Rock from the Rock Manoush show, afternoon uh, drive time show, came in here one evening and we got talking and he's a really dynamic individual. And so he talked to me about, would you be willing to do a beer for our radio station? And we'll get your product out to bars and stuff. We'll do a tap panel. And I said, well, that's, that's kind of an awesome, you know, experience. So especially being so young and everything that he's yeah. coming into me, not going to somebody that's more established. And he's looking at us like, we're new, you're new, and we can grow together yeah. and we're independent. And I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. So we got together. And so we were hammering out, hammering out. And then we eventually trying to decide, I'm like, Hey, 
if you're going to do this, you need to do an IPA. IPAs are huge. I think that goes, oh, no, they, not in these sports bars, blah, blah, blah. I says, yeah, but if I go to a sports bar, I'm going to want to have a craft beer that's most likely an IPA or something like that. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, I don't think that'll fly. I said, well, let's do this. He says, let's get your team in here from uh, the station, and we'll set out four samples of different beers. We'll have them all sampled. We'll score it and see which score is the highest. So the one that scored the highest was our Hefeweizen. And so that's what we're going to do for our first beer with them is the Hefeweizen. So it's going to be the Fanatic 1580. That's their AM side. And then they have an FM side, the 99.3. Okay. So what we're going to do in the fall, we'll do a IPA for the FM side. Mm -hmm. And then we'll get that out to some of these uh, sports bars, uh, restaurants, and things where I most likely would never be able to get my product into there. They're, okay. And they're working with these uh, establishments to do advertisement on their show and stuff. So there's kind of an all work around together. Yeah. You know, kind of back to that kind of community thing yeah. of, you know, working on handshakes and not, you know, oh, let's get the lawyers involved in big contracts and stuff like yeah. that. You know, it's, it's grassroots stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's that Arizona, uh, like the, you were, I think, I don't know if we talked about before we started recording, but just that keeping things local. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's taken to another level too. Yeah. Yeah. Now coming from Oregon, this is like back in the seventies. Oregon established a thing made in Oregon. Okay. Oregonians take great pride in their products. So Pendleton Clothing, Jensen Swimwear, or Jensen Swimwear, Nike, and then the craft beer and all that. If you get stuff from Oregon, they put made in Oregon, not made in the USA. Oh, made really? in Oregon. Oh, yeah. You go into the airports, okay, the huge made in Oregon shops, and they display their products that are made in Oregon in these made in Oregon shops. Yeah. Here in Arizona, we're starting to get that local first. Mm -hmm. You have the Crescent Crown that's drink local yeah. and pushing all these things. You've seen the wine industry and the spirit industry growing in this state. And that's what we need to create this more uh, diverse uh, atmosphere here, making it more attracted, attractable to other people coming from out of this yeah. area into here instead of saying, oh, it's just a place that's got sunshine. Mm-hmm. Or it's too hot, you know. Too, well, yeah, you know, it's go from air conditioning, air conditioning, pool to pool, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, it, it's yeah. doable. Yep. But from the standpoint, that's where it's really, you're seeing some phenomenal uh, food establishments putting out great food, uh, tap kitchens, uh, all across the board. I, I, I've seen this town just change so dramatically in the last, you know, 10 years. Yeah. Really yeah. getting into some diversity that you know you, you just didn't have before right. in, in this area. And I think that's the craft beer is growing because of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at Flagstaff. I mean, they've had it for, you know, quite some time. Right. Why Lake Havasu? Why do they have, you know, they at one point, uh, I guess, had more uh, breweries per capita than any city in the nation. Really? Because it's wow. so small. And I think yeah. they had four or five at one point. Oh, okay. A couple of them went out. Saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, it's just Phoenix just is this huge market yeah. and growing. It is. And, I, and what is it growing with? People from other areas. And I think they want to come in, they want to be able to have the place that they can go in and, and enjoy uh, a craft beer and a, and a nice meal, whatever it may be, or just a sit down place right? Uh, where they can just 
converse with that that neighborhood uh, uh, place. And, and I hear, like I say, all these tap houses that are, you know, you got what they call uptown now between Camelback to what would that be? Oh yeah, like where like Huss is the new uh, Huss to, area. Yeah, so from like Huss going all the way to North Mountain, oh, and then gotcha. from like maybe Central or Seventh Avenue all the way up to the Fifty One. Oh, kind of that whole corridor yeah. in there is just booming and it's yep. it's transforming same thing down with um we helton and renhouse and uh, helio yeah. that whole area is gentrifying it just you see the transformation and it just it's great it's a great yeah. thing to see in the city yeah i agree it's it's like because i moved out here about 10 years ago and just that identity because are you from are you from here uh yeah okay <laughs> gotcha. originally yeah. minnesota but Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. My yeah. wife's from Minnesota, her whole family. East, basically Fargo, North Dakota yeah. area. This yeah. is North Duluth. Okay. I have relatives near Fargo, Detroit Lakes. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. My wife was from Perm, a little, little small okay. town right outside yeah. Detroit Lakes. So, um, but everybody's from somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But there's been just such a, I mean, you got like State 48 apparel. Um, you've got everybody's is really taking pride in, in this local mm -hmm. thing, you know. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of breweries are, are either regional, like you guys are going with a regional, like, uh, landscape plant mm -hmm. right or you've got scottsdale beer company or everything is it's really i think it's really putting arizona map you yeah. know you've got oregon colorado california that those are like the beer meccas yeah. right but i feel like arizona is just getting, getting up there quick yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean you since working here just you say the word Asheville, and yeah. it's like that place has exploded people are always talking about Asheville, north carolina yeah and how, how it has exploded. And I think we're going to be moving in that direction here and seeing that, uh, that boom happen. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it, people call it a transient town, but it, I've seen over the... Uh, Not so much anymore. Yeah, there, there are a lot of people who have realized, okay. yeah. no, I, I, I enjoy just staying here. Yeah. So they get rid of their uh, first home, second home, whatever, uh, up you know, in the Midwest or yeah. Northeast or something like that. And then they just stay year round here. Right. And you know, that's, that's kind of a nice thing to see. Yeah. Well, Fred, coming from Minnesota, like, would you rather deal with Duluth in the winter? <laughs> oh, I Arizona love it here. In the summer? Smartest move. Yeah. And you know, I was in high school when we moved here. Yeah. Smartest move we ever made. Yeah. So yeah. Minnesota is great. Like I thought it was cool in Ohio. My father-in-law is like, oh yeah, I've experienced like negative 78. I'm like, what? Like how? Like is that even possible? Like, yeah, yeah. mosquitoes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So no, I, I love it here. And you guys are you guys are really uh, representing the beer scene too. This is a good. I, I like. You guys are one of the closest breweries to where I live. I live up hmm. like the 17 and like Joe Max. Oh, okay. Um, so so I, I love that you guys are, are close like this. And, and you guys have events too. You guys have uh, music. Yes. Right. You guys yeah. do music quite yeah. often. Yeah, we do uh, every Monday. We do uh, open mic okay so artists come in and perform really it, it it was never our intention starting out that we would do music but a friend of mine he's a dentist and he came in to me one day and says hey carl what do you think of me coming down my son and i coming down and playing at your establishment i'm like sure why not you yeah know, <laughs> see how it works out so they came and played and i'm like wow it adds such a different dynamic you know because we have music on get compliments all the time about our our music uh, stuff that we put on but when you have that live music and the interaction from the uh, musician and the uh, guest it just it creates a different dynamic and then it's it's really with the open mic and that has brought in so many different artists like we had Carvin Jones in here 
which is I've a heard huge, that name before. He's a yeah. huge artist in town. It's a blues, Next, old blues guy. Yeah. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah. So this coming Friday, uh, we're having um, Hans Olsen, who is a uh, inducted into the Arizona Blues Hall of Fame. Really? Wow. Uh, so we're getting nice, some man. some yeah, yeah some good name people, you know, coming in here and. It just it, it it's an awesome experience to have these artists come in here because I hate to call myself an artist. I just you are. I'm, I, I, I mean, know like I'm, I'm, I'm very humble and stuff. With the, yeah, yeah. But I'm out there doing my thing. Yeah. They have their gift because I can't do what they do, and I'd love to be able to play a guitar, or, you know, be able to sing like they do. But to ha- have them come in and and do their their craft, their trade, yeah. and you know, dealing with just local people. Yeah, you know, it's it's nice. And I'm sure that they would love to be able to make a stout like that too. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there's that. It's that artist. Um, I don't want to say envy, but in a way, right? You're you envy like what they're doing, man. That's I awesome. Mm-hmm. But then they're also drinking this, saying, "Man, I wish I if I could make this." Yeah, yeah you well, know. Yeah. So, and we do the same thing with the food. We don't do food here. We don't have a kitchen here. Okay. But we work with a local restaurant just down the way. Yeah. What is that hanger? The, the hanger. hanger. The yeah, hanger. yeah. Okay. And we have them set up in our point of sale system, so it's just. It's like it's a kitchen just it's over there oh nice and same kitchen you guys with, don't have to clean right exactly yeah. <laughs> or have to pay for anything so we yeah. got their menu here so people yeah. order from us we so call we, it down they run it down so we can focus on the beer and they can yeah. focus on the food and then same thing like carl was just mentioning with the artists yeah or the musicians they can sort of, you have the best of all the worlds kind of just kind of meeting up in place right yeah everybody's supporting mm. each other yeah. it's just yeah and we encourage people to also if they don't want to get something from uh, the hangar they can bring in their food from some other establishment oh, too. Okay, and we'll and clean up. Get after. out of here. Yeah. that food. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> then our pick them out. yeah. As, as far as like when we first opened up, our walls were very bare, it, and so we, I had different people come in and, that have background in art. So I said, yeah, bring your stuff in. We'll hang it on the wall, and yeah. it's all yeah, local. We'll, I mean, we'll, we'll sell it for you. Nice. Yeah. That's really awesome. There's some really good artwork here too. Yeah. And I know this is not. Uh, this is uh, no. This this is great. So this is Dave Mustaine from Megadeth, mm-hmm. right? Is that who? Yeah. yeah. If you guys are going to throw, be throwing beer bottles at us, at least make sure they're full. full. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And craft. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. As I was reading that, that's what I was expecting. But I'm like, okay, full. Yeah. That'll work too. Um, but no, you guys got a great place here. Thanks. Like, yeah. This is this is awesome. Um, how do people? Uh, find you guys are on Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. all that stuff. MesquiteRiverBrewing.com. What's the website? Mesquite, yeah, yeah MesquiteRiverBrewing.com. Okay. Yeah. And right. we just released an app. So oh, really? So you can download the app from nice. iTunes or the Google the Play Store. Okay. And from that, we'll our, uh, we have a calendar that they can you can look at on there. there we have a, like a customer loyalty thing where you can... Earn points. Oh, earn nice. Points. Okay. Yeah, point system. Get, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll have some programs and things that you can earn. Once yeah. you get some free beer, or not free beer, but penny beer, or okay. discounts on growlers and those yeah. kinds of things. Nice. Um, so that's just released. What else? Come in, drink the beer, Come say in, hi. Drink the beer, yeah. yeah. Happy right. hour, Monday through Friday, 4 to 7. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Guys, thanks. This Thank is, you. This has yeah. been great. Yeah. So you guys got to come here. I definitely recommend the bubbling crude, but... Um, all of the other ones that I've drank, which are all of them, I think, right? Yes. At least tasted them. Yeah. All fantastic. So Thanks. come Thank check you. this place out. Thanks, dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening to another episode. Uh, if you guys get a chance, get down to Mesquite River and try those beers. Try that uh, bubbling crude uh, beer. That's fantastic. So 
Um, as usual, help me spread the word. My goal is to get Arizona beer across the country uh, on the map. So um, tell a friend, tell somebody you think might like this. Um, rating review, iTunes helps to get us, you know, get us up the charts there. But um, but yeah. Um, also, check out the website too. I like to uh, put up uh, pictures and little article. I'm gonna have some great guest writers coming on for. Um, some of the episodes for the little article that I put in there. Um, this one, not much of an article, and there's only one picture. So, um, yeah, not a good start, but <laughs> go back to the older episodes. Uh, check them out. If you haven't gone to the website, tapthataz.com. But um, in the meantime, hang out. Uh, there'll be another episode coming out one week from today. Uh, every Monday, put out a new episode. So um, have a great week, and uh, always remember, stay awesome. <laughs>